0: Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to give you a little forewarning that this episode contains talk of um, suicide, um, crimes against children, um, child abuse, some a few dark things. Uh, check your show notes; it will tell you what parts to avoid. And if you think that any of this might be a little too much to listen to, and might. Not be great for your headspace. I completely understand. Go ahead and skip this one. Hey guys, Princess here, and welcome to another episode of Bye Pumpkin. It is Halloween weekend, I guess. Where my kids had a three-day weekend for a holiday, uh, for Halloween. I don't know why. I have no clue at all. But um, we're heading into Halloween. I mean, okay. So here's the thing. I used to think Halloween was my favorite holiday. Like, if you had asked me when I was, like, a teenager or, like, in my early, or probably to my mid-20s, like, what's my favorite holiday? I mean, I don't care about Christmas. I don't care about Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay, I mean, what am I going to say, Arbor Day? I don't care about 4th of July either. Why would I? I just, <laughs> I'm not really a holiday person, I guess. But I used to feel I be like, oh, Halloween. But what I realized is that one, I'm not a holiday person. I don't fucking like holidays. And two, I only said Halloween because of candy. And I'm a grown-up. I can just get candy whenever the fuck I want to. Go right on down to the Sam's Club, buy it in bulk. No big deal. Save a little money on it. <laughs> but I do take my kids trick-or-treating. This year, I am taking them trick-or-treating. Uh, last year, I didn't let them go. I just didn't really know what the would be like. And at this point, um, I'm they're in person school and if they're willing to wear a face mask in addition to whatever their costume is i'm like let have at it have fucking at it um so i'm gonna take them i mean if (laughs) they're getting on my fucking nerves okay i i i told them like i don't even want to take anybody anywhere so please don't get on my fucking nerves so that i so that i don't have to go halloween's canceled but uh, (laughs) um i'm gonna take them uh, for the most part, uh, Turtle and Cheeks only start church treating when they met, when they started living at my house. Before that, they lived with Jehovah's Witnesses. And it's not that they did not acknowledge that there was a Halloween. They weren't strict, strict Jehovah's Witnesses, like, but they didn't celebrate birthdays. They didn't celebrate, they did everything with their church. So, um, I think that they knew, I mean, they were in school. They knew it was Halloween. Well, they were in school and they were in like daycare that was run by a jehovah's witness church i don't fucking know but they knew they knew of halloween but they never got to like go out and trick-or-treat i am pro trick-or-treating in general and the reason is this children don't get to go outside at night most of the time they don't get to run around the streets at night they don't get to dress up any kind of way they want to i will come back to that and people give them candy i feel like it's like a singular childhood experience and not that if you miss it your life will be ruined, but it's such a a special childhood experience that if you can, I I am pro, and, and you only get to do it a few years to be honest. Like, cause when you're like, you know, when you're in preschool and early elementary school, you know, your parents have you go out for like thirty fucking minutes, like the whole time. I'd be, I'm like, oh, look at all this candy you got. I'm like hyping them up being like, you got so much fucking candy. They've got like three pieces of candy, <laughs> and then I take them home and. It's only about you know third grade and up that you that you spend more time out and about trick or treating, and then I mean, honestly, uh, I think middle school you you it kind of tapers out depending on like how it goes. I think people do more parties and things like that. I remember the last time I went trick or treating was at. Uh, I was 12 years old. It was the best year, okay? it was. Tw- I was 12 years old. I was babysitting a bunch of kids, so I got paid 20 bucks an hour, and I got candy. And there were kids I, I, I... Because of the way our school was set up, middle school and elementary school is the same. I went to school with these children, and I also babysat them. So, like, it was the best year. Loved it. Got so much candy. Also made money. Bought more candy with the money. So good. Anyway... <laughs> But yeah, I think I, like, I'm pro-trick-or-treating. Like, very rarely did you get to, like, go from home to home begging. Like, this is fun. <laughs> it is begging. <laughs> it's begging in a cute outfit. And as far as Halloween costumes, I despise children in Halloween costumes they don't understand. I hate when I see pictures of children in, ho- in non-age-appropriate co- Halloween costumes, like the characters from Breaking Bad. This child is in kindergarten. You did not let them watch Breaking Bad. Do not put them in this fuck for likes on the internet. Halloween's one of the few times you get to be what you want to be. And if you want to be something stupid, like, um, I don't fucking know. One of the PJ Masks people, let them. I know it's like mass produced and it's not, it's not super spooky and it's not cool and it's not going to get you a ton of likes on the internet. So fucking what? Let them be the shit they wanna be. I ne- I hate when I see children in like dresses a Chanel bag. Like <sighs> she's four years old. She doesn't give a fuck about a Chanel bag. What did she wanna be? Something stupid, something uninspired, like a fucking fairy princess. So let her be a fairy princess. Let her do the thing she wants to do. <sighs> My exception are babies. Because, I don't know, how are you going to get a baby to tell you what they want to be for Halloween? (laughs) But, yeah, like, and I also like babies that look like old men, so I'm into that. Like, so if you did want to do the Breaking Bad characters with babies, I'm all for that. But, like, when it comes to their Halloween, let them be what they fucking want to be. What are my kids going to be this year? Um, Oh, so Turtle and Cheeks didn't really trick-or-treat before me. And the first year I took them... I mean, it was like they were fucking looting. I, Cheeks was all in people's houses and shit. I was like, Cheeks, you can't go to people's houses. Just knock on the door and stand there. If they didn't answer the door. He was peeping in the fucking windows. And we went to a rich neighborhood too because we lived in an apartment complex. And I'm just not climbing up and down stairs to trick or treat. So I was like, I'm gonna, we're going to go to this neighborhood that's right next to our where our apartment complex is. And we're going to do that. And yeah, so... I, and they just, I mean, I couldn't, I had to take his sword from him because he's a ninja. And I was like, you got to give that to me because you looking real dangerous running up and down. this. You look dangerous right now. Um, but they had a really good time. And the younger kids, Bunny, Monkey, and Bear Bear just don't, um, they they went to like Halloween party type things like with churches. But they just not And they've been in a lot of like really religious homes that didn't celebrate Halloween at all. And, um, so they did like church parties and stuff like that. Um, but like being out on the street with like a, a ton of other kids, seeing your friends, uh, being able to walk around, I mean, walk around the neighborhood all the time, but being able to walk around the neighborhood in your outfit and like showing people and having like, they have not had that experience. So I'm really excited to give it to them. Um, you know, this is, this is the third Halloween I've had with bunny and monkey and the second halloween i've had with bear bear um but on the first halloween they had a bio parent visit so i did get them all dressed up and everything but then i sent them to the visit and i'm sure bio parents gave them candy and stuff like that and case workers and stuff but they didn't walk around with us and uh bear bear was previously very young to be going and then last year covid was really big COVID's still really big, we're still in a pandemic, don't get me wrong, guys. But it's also come to the point where if they are, so here's here's how I'm handling it. By the way, FDA FDA apparently has approved uh, the vaccine, the CDC, now we're waiting on the CDC for the kids vaccine. I took Monkey to get his six-year-old well check and he got a flu shot and the provider was like, oh, and make sure you call next month and set up for COVID vaccine and he was like the the vaccines are in this building like we already have them we're just waiting on approval to give them to people just call set up the appointment everybody should get one and I was like yeah give it to me right now and he's like I can't not approve you I said okay 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 fine where are you keeping them maybe I'll take it (laughs) no but um what am I talking oh they they're going to in-person school and as far as I'm concerned I try to do Extra stuff, right? I have to go to the grocery store. Every now and then I take them out to eat early. Not a lot of people in there. Try to, We wear masks when we go places. If we're doing something like that's that's for, for them, I try to make sure it's outside. Like we went to the pumpkin, pumpkin patch and ran around that farm and shit. That's out fucking side um, where you don't have to be up on people. Like they want to go skating. I'm like, you can't go skating because I can't keep you distant from people. And also you fall down. So then you're going to fall on top of someone. They're going to breathe on you. You're going to die. no. Um, they wanna go to the jumpy place. Sure, sure, sure. I love the jumpy place. They tires them the fuck out. They have a great time. Problem is, I can't keep you even if you have your mask on, which I don't know how funny it is to have your mask on and be jumping around, but even if you have your mask on, uh, you you're still gonna be too close to people and all on top of people and fuck no. So like right now, even though they they go to in person school, I go to the office once a week, my husband is my husband never stopped working throughout this pandemic. He was still hitting it. Um, he's actually the first person that told me, like I'd heard about COVID nineteen, but he's the person that told me the schools were shut down because his uh, dairy does milk for all the schools around here, and when they cancel their orders, like he can tell, like, like when there's not going to be any school. And school, it was March thirteenth, twenty twenty. When they called us to get all the kids from school, all the kids from school, like, come get them now. Um, but Friday, early, that was a Friday, early that Friday morning, my husband called me. He's, he's at work and he's go, he goes, the schools are shutting down. I was like, what are you talking about? There's no news about the school. He's like, the schools are shutting down. I know because they all canceled. They one by one all the districts cancel their milk orders. They are not going to be open. They ain't going to be open next week. The weekend, they're not going to be open because they have to order in advance, right? You know, you can't just call and be like, give us enough fucking milk for a whole district tomorrow. That's not how it works. And so he's like, they've, they've canceled their orders for several, like they're not, they're not going to. And I was like, okay, whatever, whatever. And then like hours later, schools are shutting down, schools are shutting down. I'm like, fuck. If there's like a, um, a weather thing, he will text me in the middle of the night cause he's at that point is working in the middle of the night. He's going back to that, by the way. Uh, he would text me in the middle of the night. Kids aren't going to school today. <sighs> Why am I talking about that? Oh, so they're in person school. My husband's working the entire time and I work and I go in the office on Mondays at this point. I'm going to have to start going every day. We'll see how that goes. Um, but, uh, so we are we're taking risk period we're taking risks but i don't have to take risks unnecessary ones i don't have to put them in crowds i if they we want to go to texas roadhouse we were there when the door is open we eat and we get out i will not go like late on a saturday night when the whole place is fucking crowded and all that shit i am taking calculated if the if they don't if they go to target fine we're going to go to Target at 3 p.m. <laughs> we're going to go to Target at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. It's not going to be crowded. We have some time. We can space out from people. And we're going to wear our masks um, to the point where, like, you know. So I'm taking calculated risks. and But once they get vaccinated, I feel like I will feel more comfortable being a little bit more open. The kids all want to go back to sports stuff. And I'm like, okay, but you need to be vaccinated. They want to go, they want to go, uh, roller skating. You got to be vaccinated. They want to go to, um, to, uh, um, the jumpy place. You got to be vaccinated. And, and they want to go see my parents in Virginia, uh, at the beginning of next year. And I want to, too, even though it's going to be fucking expensive. I want to, too, but nobody can go who's not vaccinated. I'm not going to take you on a plane, not vaccinated. It just doesn't, why would I take that risk? It doesn't make any sense. So, um, hopefully we can start. Doing this the next month. I'm really excited about that. Hopefully, all my kids, except for Bear Bear, will be vaccinated by the end of the year because Bear Bears doesn't even turn five to December 11th. So that's happening. But anyway, we're going to go trick or treating. Um, I feel as long as they're willing to wear a face mask in addition to whatever their costume is, it's fine. What are the kids going to be? So, Turtle. Let's start with Bear Bear. Bear Bear is going to be Gecko from PJ Masks. It is his favorite show. He loves it. He loves saying he has super gecko muscles. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. No, I ordered it at the beginning of October and it's been here forever. Monkey's going to be Catboy from PJ Masks. Also a big fan. Fine. By the way, PJ Masks. Okay. In the concept of these people, these children get in their PJs and fight crime in the middle of the night. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Gecko's name is, real name is Greg. Catboy's real name is Colin. And Owlette's real name is Amaya. Why is it her name Olivia? Why, why, why do this to me? I gotta watch the shit. And then you guys don't follow your naming conventions? What's going on? Anyway, so you're gonna be that. Bunny bunny was wonder woman the year before last um we got a cute picture of her and with her glasses and everything uh this year she's going to be a girl po- pikachu is that a thing you know you know it, there's a girl pikachu isn't there right in in the series i'm not sure you know sometimes they'll just put like girl dinosaur and it'll be a dinosaur with like i don't know a bow on it's head. I, whatever she's gonna be that she's got a little dress She's got cute little stickers to put on her face to make her face look rosy like Pikachu. And she's got a little head thing. And she's going to be super cute. Done. She pictures out super early. Cheeks. Cheeks took a little bit longer to figure out what he wanted to be. Cheeks has been uh, Mario from Super Mario Brothers. He had this very life's life mustache on. It looked like it belonged to him. I was very... <laughs> and he's been a ninja. Um... But this year he wants he what's his favorite show? Steven Universe. He wants to be Steven Universe. And he gets to wear a wig. Even better. He loves an outfit. He loves a wig. So he's gonna do that. He's got a sticker for the crystal gem that goes over his belly button. I anticipate him holding his shirt up a lot. Great. Goes with his personality. Now, turtle. Turtle, the first year we we had I've had Turtle for four Halloweens. This will be our fourth Halloween. The first year, Turtle was a ninja. He and his brother were matching ninjas and it was exciting. They, they had a really good time. They were, they were thrilled. Year number two, turtle was the exact same ninja bought from target had to buy a bigger size. He was bigger. It's the exact same ninja. The third year, he wasn't anything because we didn't go do Halloween costumes. And if when asked what he would have been, he said a ninja. Guess what Turtle is this year? Well, Turtle took a long time to figure out. Like, to go get his, his costume. And how does that work? Like, the little boys, the little boys, I just ordered theirs. I knew what they wanted to be. I just ordered theirs. Cheeks, I ordered offline because he was having a hard time trying to figure it out. And I was like, ah, this is doable. I, like, I, I have a strict budget on fucking, on costumes. No more than 20 bucks. Because it just doesn't make sense to spend large amounts of money on a kid's costume that they will wear maybe once or twice that season because they go to school in their costume. They didn't this year, but they usually go to school in their costumes. Or maybe they go to a party or something and then Halloween and then what? It's gone. It's done. So I'm not spending 40, 50 bucks. That's that's ridiculous. Um you know we're not Disney imagineers. We don't we don't we don't need things to look lifelike. So but turtle What happened is that Bunny, we were all in a Walmart and my husband and I split up. And some of the kids were with him and some were with me. And the kids that were with me walked through the costume department. And that's how Bunny was like, this is the costume I want to be. And I just bought it for her. Like, I don't know, a couple days later, I just went by and bought it for her. But Turtle wasn't with us. So finally, we had to figure out Turtle. So we go look at the costumes. And there are no ninja costumes. I don't know why, but there are no ninja costumes. And he picks Ace, I guess, or no, 8-Ball. Eight 8-Ball eight from Fortnite because it's the closest looking to a ninja. Now, does this bother me? Does this bother me that Turtle is a ninja? First of all, Tur- does Turtle talk about ninjas outside of Halloween? No, he doesn't. i never seen him act like a ninja. I've never seen him be a ninja. i never seen him talk. He don't talk about ninjas, none of that. But on Halloween, the only acceptable costume costume Is a ninja. Does this annoy me? Especially the year I have to buy the same costume only bigger. Yeah girl. That's stupid. But is that what I tell him? No. It's none of my fucking business. It's Halloween. You get to be what you want to be. And if I want to be something besides a ninja. I don't want to be shit. I'm not dressed up as anything. If I want to be something besides a ninja. I will be. And if he wants to be a ninja for the rest of his life on October 31st. That's his business. Okay. That's it. So, also, I, I've said this before. I'm going to say this again. Halloween is on the wrong day. Halloween should not be October 31st. Halloween should be the last Friday in October. It doesn't make, it's on Sunday. So, we don't sit around the fucking house all day. Maybe we'll watch scary movies. I don't know. I don't want to scare my kids because then they got to get up and they want to run and get in my bed and shit. And I don't want to buddy in my bed. I want to sleep. So, uh, we'll probably watch some kid-appropriate scary movies all day. And we're not going to retreat until dark. It gets dark around seven o'clock. Half of these kids supposed to be in bed at eight. The other half at nine. So I guess they're gonna stay up a little late that day. But the next morning they need to get up at six a.m. to go to fucking school. So I don't know. They're gonna put on these costumes and be up another three hours tops. I don't know. Stupid. Poor planning. Halloween last Friday in October should be date for trick-or-treating that should be the date your HO talk to your HOAs talk to your communities set Think. set trick or treating as the last day last Friday in Halloween. Come on now, let's get it together. So guys it's um it's the last episode of the season of Buy Pumpkin. I still don't remember which season this is you know what this is this is poor planning on my part. Let me look up when, uh, when, uh, what season this is? I'm I'm guessing it's season eight. Um, yes, it is season eight. So, I'm um, at season eight. Is the last episode because it's the last episode of Mob Lives. Now, there is a reunion this season. I will do the reunion but it's going to be done as a bonus episode because normally i don't like to do reunions normally there's nothing interesting in them but this one's hosted by joey behar (laughs) random i think one was hosted by vivica fox maybe it was season one but yeah I, i i do want to pull out some interesting things so next week there will be a bonus episode that just has on the main feed not just on patreon that just has um Uh, the reunion on you know I mean? it, okay? Great. Um, Season nine of buy Pumpkin, before we get started. Season nine of buy Pumpkin is going to be Rock of Love season one. And let me tell you how I got there because I had a lot of things going on in my mind at the moment. I had a lot of things going on. I was thinking... Real Housewives of New Jersey season four because I have a lot to say about that and I really enjoyed watching it and I would love to rewatch it and actually talk with people about it. I was thinking Teen Mom two season one. Um, I have a lot to say about Teen Mom two. I really do, and that first season, I you know, I feel like I I can I feel like I can get two hours out of every episode. Teen Mom is an is an is a. Remember, Bye Pumpkin is supposed to be about. Influential reality TV experiences that had something that influenced me, that were important to me, that were pivotal to me. And Team Mom's one of them. Team Mom, too. I also wanted to think about doing um, charm school. And that's, and then, and I, what I happened is I landed on fucking charm school. But the problem is this I wanted to do the charm school with the Rock of Love girls, but I haven't done the Rock of Love season. Do you understand what I'm saying here? And so if I had if I was going to do Charm School, I had to do the first season of Charm School, and I just don't know if I want to do that. So, I've decided I'm going to get there eventually. It's Rock of Love time. Now, this is this might surprise you, but I enjoy Rock of Love more than I enjoy Flavor of Love. And the reason is the Rock of Girl Love, the the Rock of Love girls are sluttier. That's it. That's it. Do I like using the word slutty? No, I don't. But that is how I termed it at the time. That's I would have definitely. What is this about? Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Definitely would have used the word slutty. But I like them. I think they're funnier. I think that I I enjoy that all of them have fake boobs. I mean, not all of them, but ninety-eight percent of them have fake boobs. I like that. I like Brett Michaels in a wig. I like that. And as much as I adore Flavor of Love, and I believe that reality TV owes the breadth of its of its reach now to one Tiffany Pollard. Tiffany New York Pollard. And that is why I started by Pumpkin with Flavor of Love. And that's why this podcast is named after a line that Tiffany Pollard said. That's why. That's said. My favorite flavor. Uh, my flavor. Yeah, my favorite of love is Rock of Love. I like those girls. I think they're very funny. I like that they're all drunk. I like that Brett Michaels wearing a wig. I like that every rose has a thorn. Uh, is played over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I think he has the copyright to it. I think that might be why. You know, I enjoy it so. We're gonna start that, but we're not starting it next week. Again, next week we're gonna do a bonus episode on the main feed. It's going to be um it's going to be the reunion for this season of Mob Wives. And then I have some sponsored things I need to do. People have paid me to do some episodes, so you're gonna get some great bonus episodes on the main feed. Um, and then we will start Rock of Love. Okay. Now, on the Patreon, which is at patreon.com backslash buy pumpkin. We're finishing up celebrity Rehab. I just did an episode last week with Liz where she as always, Liz speaks very intelligently about reality TV, recovery, sobriety, Dr. Drew, rehab she, she, these are this is she's, she speaks intelligently about all of these things and that's what she does. And you know now she's getting her uh, graduate degree in um, social work, I believe. Um, I think she's focusing on macro and she just had a lot of great things to say about the treatment stuff, stuff that I don't necessarily have to say, you know what I mean? So it was great to have her on. And we talked about that and, but it's, we're getting, we're, we're getting down to the end of celebrity rehab guys. And so what happens on the Patreon is that every month, every time we go to a new series, you guys vote on it. Well, Patreon members vote on it. And I, you know, I go with what, what those guys decide. So over there, very shortly, we're going to be having a poll where people are going to vote on what they want to see on the Patreon for the next like month or two. And the choices are going to be, Real Housewives of of uh, New Jersey, season four. Season one of Team Mom 2. And Charm School, flavor the first season. Those are going to be the three choices and people are going to choose what they want. What do I hope they choose? I hope they choose Teen Mom too because even, I think that's the one that I'm I'm most excited to do on the, over there. But you know what? I go, what you guys decide. That's it. And I think that uh, you guys will, I think we'll enjoy whatever is chosen. Now, how did I pick these things? Like, like you know, I've done some really, I've done interventions. I've done my 600 pound lot, I've done some, I've done a lot of, um, true lives, but here's the thing guys, we are rolling into my, my bad season. I have seasonal depression. I mean, I have all year depression, but I got bad seasonal depression and you know how Carol Rathwell only had like a couple of good summers. This is my last good week guys. I can't promise anything in November, December and except for this podcast. That's the, the consistent thing. I'm, I'm probably not gonna be answering a lot of text messages. I doubt I'll be tweeting. i what happens in in at the end of the year, knowing how I get at the end of the year, I have to be very careful with myself. I gotta make sure I'm eating at regular intervals and not junk. I love junk. I want junk, but I can't eat junk because it's gonna affect my mood. I have to get a ton of sleep. I have to be very gentle with myself. I can't make myself do anything I don't wanna do. I, you just play video games. I spend almost no time online, mostly because, like, I, don't, I can't be the only person like this, but the more I'm on the internet, the less, the less healthy I am, and I spend a lot of time with my kids and myself, and I just, like, try to get real basic with things and try to get real low-key with shit, and I just try to take care of myself, right? Weather through the storm. It's like, you know what it is? It's like, you know, I grew up on coasts because my um, father was in the military and military bases are generally on coasts, and it's like when a hurricane's coming, right? A coming. A hurricane's a coming. (laughs) You, You know it's coming. You get the supplies you need, and you batten down the hatches, and you ride through the fucking storm. And that's Kind of what the end of the year is for. So like when I was choosing the things I wanted to do for the main feed of Buy Pumpkin and the and the uh, Patreon of Buy Pumpkin, I don't want any like sad shit. Like like I don't want some shit that's gonna like spiral me. You know I can't like this isn't a time for me to do, be doing intervention. Um, just right now I've been following this uh, story, um, the internet about. These kids in Houston. Do you, have you guys heard about this story where there's a fifteen year old and you know people in the apartment complex kind of knew that he he seemed, he seemed like that nobody was around. They could tell that the apartment he was in didn't have like electricity. One night he went out and asked to use a uh, a charger in someone else's uh, apartment, and like the neighbor started like offering him food a lot. You know pizza whatever. Cause they just felt like, you know, you can, the truth is you can see it on a lot of kids uh, when they're being neglected. He seemed neglected, but they thought he was alone and he wasn't. What he was, was there were other children in the home that were like seven and 10. And there was also, um, the body of a nine-year-old in there. Okay. Um, and for a year decomposing. And uh, the kid's mother, I guess, would come by sometimes with with fucking ramen noodles and juices or whatever, but wasn't there. Her and her boyfriend weren't there. The boyfriend had beaten the child to death and they just left the kids there. And there's a lot of questions. Like, I have a lot of questions about that. Like, I don't, I don't where do you go from here? How, what kind of lives are those children gonna have? Did they, how do you move forward from this? You know, trauma and all that shit, the beatings, all that stuff is so fucking hard, right? To have in your past and move on to be an adult and, um, and, like, build a good life from, from that base. But how do you do this when you've lived in the house with your brother's decomposing body for a year? Um, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, obviously, I don't understand someone beating a child to death, right? But I really don't understand why they left the other children there if they left. Like, what makes you think you should leave the kids there? Like, it just would be more logical to me if they had all left the apartment. Um, the other thing is, is that, like, I don't understand why the residents, the other residents in the apartment couldn't smell the body. I don't understand. Well, I do understand, but it's curious to me why the 15, this is a 15 year old, um, didn't call for help sooner. I know why, but like, it's still like a part that's like, (sighs) the other kids had phones too. Um, so I know other people have asked like why if they knew that the 15-year-old was hungry, people didn't call CPS on them. And that I do have an answer for. If there isn't like, let's say I don't know how old he is, but I know he's an older teen that is seems like they don't have a place to stay and they are um, hungry. Um, I would be worrying about calling CPS on them too. It's like calling the police on someone and it's like a last ditch effort. And so if he's 15 and maybe see might be 17 i don't necessarily want to call cps on him because he might be gone from like a bad situation and a lot of some a lot of times cps will try to return them back to you know kids don't always say what happened and like runaways is is kind of, like i i might have thought of him to be a runaway as opposed to like someone still in the care of his parents i mean he wasn't, but you don't understand what I'm trying to say here. Someone's still in the care of his parents, and I would be reluctant to call the police or CPS on a runaway for a number of reasons. I I would prefer to get to get to earn trust with them by um, like feeding them, talking with them, and get get them to agree. To, to let me take them someplace for help as opposed to calling somebody on them. But that's just because of my experience with displaced children. That's the only reason. Like, I, if I had had the experience, my first thought would be like, oh, I should call CPS. Um, but yeah, it's like a really fucking sad story. And I need to stop following that story because it makes, I get really despaired on it, right? I get like, dude, I get like, the world is fucking terrible, like really fucking bad, guys. Like really fucking bad. And I feel like sometimes, especially when I'm like deep in depression, I feel like there's nothing I can fucking do about it. And I'm supposed to just walk around getting lashes, and we're just supposed to like get BBLs and watch reality TV while the world like spins out of control and shit like this is happening. People's children are missing. Uh, democracy is falling. Like, I'm supposed to just, like, what? Tune in to the latest Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I'm supposed to, like, figure out whether or not Bao is good or bad on Married at First Sight when all of this is, I can't do that. But here's the thing this you know, That's kind of what we have to do. Like, we can't fix all these things. Like, and you can't, and when you start thinking of the world in big picture terms and as a big mess, it really will like it will make you feel powerless. And and so when I'm deep in my depression shed, I the worst part about it is I feel powerless about everything. And once I start feeling powerless, it's very easy to get to the point where I am um feeling like there's no use. And it's very it's very easy to get the suicidal ideation from there and I don't want to I, I got kids. I got a family I got me and so I just really want to take care of myself. So that's why if you guys don't see me online lately if you um, if you notice that I'm leaning towards uh, more silly things. Uh, to talk about as we head into these months. That's the reason why. Now, once I get through January, January is always a great month for me. It's new beginnings. I love a new beginnings. I get to use a new planner. Love that. I get to, I get to do a budget for the whole year. I'm excited thinking about it. <laughs> oh, spreadsheets. <laughs> I get so fucking excited in January. <laughs> oh, this is why people... <laughs> Recently, I was talking to Turtle and he was saying that he had told some kids at class to um like, why don't you do your homework homework is good for you you learn things you get better grades it makes you feel good when you accomplish things and I was like eh eh, eh. don't we say that to kids because you're gonna get your ass kicked because people don't want to fucking hear that. You're right. It is better if you make your bed in the morning and you have a room like it's so much it's so much easier to sleep when your room is clean. You know what I mean? you know what I'm saying and like when you pick a theme for the year and work towards that theme and you have like in spreadsheets and you have a list of to do things first quarter second quarter third quarter rounding up at the end of the year <laughs> yeah I feel very happy about it I don't like to talk about it because people get mad <laughs> so, <laughs> they get mad I don't I don't know why they get mad at me but they get mad <laughs> so I don't like to talk about it but um like, this next two months are going to be touch and go, and I'm going to baby myself. That's hard for me to do, but I am. I'm going to give myself, I'm going to listen to my body and what it needs. I'm going to make sure that I am walking every night, giving myself exercise. That's really important for me in depression. I got to eat better, eat like I love myself, eat, feed, feed myself like I feed my kids, right? Like, I like I care about the person the food is going into, Make sure I get like some extra, either ride a bike or, or walk every day for, I get plenty of sleep, but like really give myself a sleep, a lot of sleep, just lie around on the fucking weekends, really, really fucking baby myself. Um, so, and back down the hatches, you know, as I get through. Um, and then in January I'll pop, like, I'll, I'll pop right the fuck up and I'll be like, yeah, let's do this. And I'll be a whole different. So I'll get back. Don't worry. I'll get back to it. Don't fucking worry. People beg me all the time to do more, six, my 600 pound lives, more interventions, more shit like that. And I will do those things, but I got to be in the right framework to do it. Now, there's some of you listening to this going, princess, if you know the best way to combat your depression or to make yourself like function really well is to protect your sleep, protect your routine uh exercise every day eat better drink stay hydrated like seriously before i drink anything else i have to drink like half a gallon of water before i can even like look at another thing to drink why don't you do that all year and to you i say because it's hard motherfucker it's really fucking hard like it's hard to live like that same reason you don't have a spreadsheet with your yearly budget because this shit is hard. And like, it's not easy for every person. And that's hard for me. And I, so normally I start around mid October. I'm starting late this year and it's not, mm, mm, mm. it's not great. But, you know, so that's why I just want to be clear. That's why if you don't see me in the next couple of like weeks and if you don't see me like online stuff and if you, if I am sometimes about answering mentions or DMs or emails and stuff, that's probably why. Because I'm like being very easy on myself and not forcing myself to communicate with people and not forcing myself to do stuff. I'm just, you know, down here hiding and I'll come back bigger and better. It's very much, you know, <laughs> this is corny, but I'll say it anyway. It's like how the phoenix dies and is reborn all the time. And that's how I feel towards the end of the year. I absolutely go to ground. I molt. <laughs> and I show up on like January 4th or 5th ready to fuck this shit up. So uh, you guys stay tuned, okay? So now that we've talked about everything, but it's important that you guys knew these types of things, those things though. And I wasn't just like chit-chatting like I normally do, but I will put a timestamp in the fucking, um, in the fucking show notes. There will also be, I've gotten way better about my, um, my content warnings. I used to be like, you know what? I'm a, almost at 100 episodes for the main feed. Although I've done way more fucking episodes than that. I think they're not counting my bonus episodes. I've done way. And then on Patreon. G- get the fuck out of here. I've done a ton of fucking episodes for this podcast. But I'm at the official 100. I think I think this is about to be 99 or something. I need to. After I get to that 100th. I am absolutely going to do an episode. Where I talk about all the all the things I did wrong. um, Looking back at this podcast. Lessons I've learned. That's going to be. Lessons learned. And one of them is that I used to do content warnings in the middle of the content, right? So I'd be like, Uh, this let me tell you about this terrible thing. And I start talking about it, I'd be like, Oh, content warning. That's not a content warning. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> and like, part like one time someone asked me to put a content warning on an episode. And I did, no problem. i I've forgotten the person's name, but I appreciate them letting me know. Um But what really made me feel like you have got to fix your content warnings, princess, is I would like randomly sometimes listen to old episodes just so I could see how better I've come. <laughs> and just or like I might I'm taking a, I'll take a week off and I wanted to like put an old episode up there, so I wanted to listen to it first to make sure I didn't say anything really wild in it. And I was I was listening to one and I just absolutely veered off from a fine topic and started talking about like some severe child harm, like graphically. And I just, (laughs) I'd already recorded it, okay? I'd had this conversation months and months ago and for me, it was whiplash and it was me talking. And I'm imagining someone listening to the episode and just, you know, just doing their regular shit, living their life, you know, I don't know, cleaning their bathroom, driving somewhere. And suddenly I switch from a non-controversial topic to a very sensitive one very quickly. I, and they don't even have a chance to like prepare themselves. They don't have a chance to decide if they if they want to hear that content. And then like in the middle, I'm like, oh, content warning. I've already said the shit. content warning (laughs) yeah I absolutely um I've gotten better about that and I'm still I'm still like in process of going back through old stuff and and adding content warnings. it's it's, it takes a long time it takes it's in addition to I record two podcasts a week and um I work for a living (laughs) and I also have way too many fucking kids and I got this husband that, like, wants me to be, like, a wife to him and shit. Which is, like, bullshit. Because I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> and I am starting a new creative project that I need an LLC for. Which I filed for. And I need, like, like I got this thing I'm working on. All in between all that stuff. And also, like, I like clean spaces. And it helps me to go to sleep when my room is clean. So, like, I got a lot of shit going on. And also, I need to go back and do... So it's it's been a process, but yeah, I'm gonna put a content warning. You you would have if you're this far into you already heard a content warning at the beginning, and then there's also going to be um, um, just letting people know like when the actual episode starts, which is going to be now. So <laughs> so um, I the episode is called Omet, Omerta, or Meta, or Mut. It's O-M-E-R-T-A. I heard seven people pronounce it and I still can't pronounce it. But what does that mean? Because I was like, what the fuck does that mean? It is, I mean, Wikipedia says it's a Southern Italy um, phrase, but, uh, you know, it's people use it in the U.S. and Italian-American communities. And it just means um, no ratting, keep it in the family, uh, do not cooperate with authorities, you know? Uh, handle things on your own and uh, family over everything and, and really loyalty and never talking about things, taking things to your grave. And in theory, I definitely agree with this. I am someone that doesn't like, don't want to call the authorities if I don't have to. Like it, it's my last, last resort. If I have called the police guys, there's a body in here. That that There's no, that's, I don't want to call the authorities on people. I don't want to cooperate with the I'm not going to cooperate with the authorities if it's based on some, like, corporate stealing. Or, I'm not doing that unless they threaten me with jail time and then I'm singing like a bird. But... <laughs> so maybe I don't agree with it. But, like, if it's a case of, like, you want to, like, um, help some insurance companies recover property, or, I'm not doing that. Um, I that's that's I, I like to stay away from things like that um but and i do believe that like loyalty is incredibly important i'm i'm of the mindset that if i'm friends with you and we fall out what happened while we were friends is still loyalty shit. if i agreed to, to not talk about this i'm not going to talk about it after we fall out because it stands from when we were friends. I'm not doing that. Um and I really just like to keep things within my family, if at all possible, take care of what's mine, and certain things to be taken to the grave. Unless you threaten me with jail time because <laughs> I gotta be out to take care of my kids. So no. But so maybe I'm half. I I, I half agree with it. Um so it starts off by the way, it's season two, episode seventeen. Uh, it starts off with Renee and Drita meeting to have lunch and she tells Drita she found the perfect location for them to meet. Karen and Drita meet because remember they've agreed to meet each other and talk it out. Drita tells Renee that Lee is not coming back to Brooklyn and she don't want to talk about it but he's not. And Renee's father, they also talk about Renee's father has taken a plea for 30 to 36 months. She says everybody else got a little bit of time and her father got the most. She says people are still snubbing her and acting funny and she acknowledges that she once did that too. Um, listen, Renee's daddy is a career criminal (laughs) and he should be, I know he's old, but career criminals go to jail. That's, that's what happens. He's been to prison. I would, did I think it was nice if he could get out of prison and and retire home with his fucking wife and play with his grandchildren and, and, uh, make up with his daughter? Absolutely. But he didn't. And so 30 to 36 months. Is this Fed time? I think you got to do all your time in Fed. Um, I call it a win. I mean, be grateful for that shit, Renee. I don't think he dies in prison, but uh, be grateful he does. not You know what I mean? Um, so, I, you know, as they talk more about where uh, Drita and Karen are going to meet, Drita's like, I just want to be known when you talk to Karen that I don't want to talk about the past. I don't know how Drita expects to do that. It is about the past. It's about the past. That's more... don't let it be about Tom. It's about Tom. Yeah, don't let it be about the past. It is about the past, okay? So I don't even know how she thought she was gonna get over on that. Um. Then we see Big Ange and her shifty ish son go get some tattoos together. Big Ange has 12 tattoos on her feet, on her neck, on her butt. <laughs> AJ is getting the Virgin Mother Mary on his leg. Big Ash kept saying the mother of Mary, but we, we don't be talking about Mary's mother. You talking about the universal mother, Mary, the, the woman who gave birth to Jesus. That That's who you're talking about? You don't talk about her mama. I don't even know her mama's name. Well, I'm not religious, so maybe 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 people do, do talk about her mama, and I don't know about it. Maybe her mama's name was like Gail. we are like, Gail, then Mary Mother Jesus, and then Jesus, and then Jesus didn't have any kids, right? Guys, I don't know what's in the Bible. I have no fucking idea. (laughs) I remember somebody was texting me on Easter. You know who it was? It was fucking Kara. You know, Kara likes to troll me with pictures of True. True Thompson. Which definitely sounds like... Wasn't that a show on Nickelodeon with Kiki Palmer? That wasn't that wasn't a show I don't remember but she likes to troll me because she knows that I care very much about that baby I feel like that baby is not being taken care of I feel like because her mama face keep changing I feel like her daddy's a fuck boy his dick he got a Jamaican dick and that's gonna fuck her up for life and and I understand that he has a lot of kids he don't see <laughs> but he's gonna see true and I think that's even worse <laughs> so I worry about true I hate that people call her the ugliest card. she is not fucking ugly Okay, she is not, she's adorable She's a little brown baby butter With a little turban on, I love that baby Okay, and I worry for her And I might file for custody of her Because somebody needs to take, fucking take care of her But uh, she's got COVID right now, by the way Chloe, and then the The the, uh, the statement was like Don't worry, I've been vaccinated Chloe, we ain't worried about you, okay We're worried about True True hasn't been vaccinated, what the fuck Why why would you let her get COVID Chloe, god damn it oh i'm gonna use this in my case <laughs> but, but um me and Kara talk about true all the time and she, one easter she sent me an easter picture in which i don't know who took that picture but it was ugly and people are not taking good they're not lighting her well like what the fuck she doesn't have the same color tone as you do chloe like this baby right okay light her oh y'all don't know how to like black people all these black people in your lives are stealing from you. Not to put a light on them. What the fuck? So Kara sends me that. Kara sends me that picture, and I text her back. I was like, "Jesus did not cartwheel out of that fucking cave after three days of being dead for this shit." And she didn't text back right away. And I was like, "Listen, I don't know what's in the Bible. I don't. I don't know what's in there. Did Did he do a cartwheel out? Was he in a cave? I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not up on it." So. And I digress. I just want to talk about you for a minute. <laughs> um, so I don't know if if, if, if Mary's mother' name was Gail and she got her own book or something, the book of Gail. I don't fucking know. Um, Big Ange is getting that word that I can't pronounce. Omerta? Omerta. Is that Am I saying that? <laughs> She's getting that on the back of her neck. She says it's a reminder that in this life it's family. No ratting, taking everything to the grave. And she says obviously most people don't do that anymore. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, Then we see Karen and Ramona are talking about going to hash everything else with Rita And Ramona is still against it Ramona's gonna be against it Ramona is Listen, you know how I don't have a sister I got six sister-in-law So you know my burden to bear in this life now (laughs) But I don't have a sister But you ever been like in a fight with somebody And you make up with her But her sister is mad at you for another three weeks That's what it's like That's what it's like And Ramona ain't going to make up that easily. Um, Karen says they have a very different idea, that Drita and her have different ideas of what friendship are, and that Drita put her hands on her, and that's not what friendship is. And Ramona says that Drita is possibly schizophrenic or bipolar. (laughs) I think I've been better with my um, language around mental illness. I don't want to call people bipolar or psycho, although I... I mess up sometimes, you know, I have to keep correcting myself and stopping myself and be like, no, let me, let me use the language I want to use. Um, for example, um, I'm having this conversation with my mother the other day and I find out that she gets up every. she, my mother has worked from home since the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. She gets up every fucking day, irons her clothes. My mother's a real preppy, prep, prep, prep woman. Okay. We, we call her Richie Cunningham because she dresses like she's on fucking happy days. And she she puts a fucking crease in her, all her pants, like a sharp, that bitch will cut you. That's how sharp the crease is. And so we always call her Richie Cunningham. And so um, my, she does this every morning, puts on her clothes, puts on shoes, does her hair, She's not wearing makeup right now because she's like working on her skin and everything, so like she's not wearing a lot of makeup, so she's not doing that. But then she puts on her work badge and then walks to her home office and sits at the desk. And my first thought was, "What a fucking psycho!" And (laughs) my second thought was, "Stop calling people (laughs) that princess." But it was it was a gut reaction. It was a gut reaction. (laughs) And my third thought was. This is what you fucking sound like to people, princess. When you, when your mother goes, yeah, and I have to put on my work badge, it reminds me I'm at work. (laughs) This is what you fucking sound like. When you're telling people, yeah, the second thing I do when I wake up is make my bed to remind myself that I am awake. I'm not getting back in this bed. I will see you later. (laughs) And my mom, I go, do you have to swipe your work badge when you go into your home office? And she goes, don't make it weird. I'm like, I made it weird? This is weird already. She says my father asks her every day, where are you going? Are you going somewhere? And she's like ironing her fucking crease in her pants. She's like, no. I don't want to sit in wrinkle clothes all day. She's like, you just want me to sit in, ring- in pajamas and wrinkle clothes all day? Like this is a flop house? Mm-mm. Gotta iron my clothes. <laughs> and it reminds me so much of someone asking me something simple like princess why are you in distress I don't have a dust ruffle for my bed do <laughs> you think this is a flop house <laughs> and so um, yeah like, ever since because I speak to my mother every morning ever since she told me that uh, she even, because at first I was like, I do not fucking believe you. That is so weird. She's like, I don't want to wear sweatpants because when you wear sweatpants, you gain weight. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, because when you wear sweatpants, they expand and then you gain weight. She's like, I don't like to wear sweatpants all the time. I like to wear hard pants that let me know <laughs> when I'm eating too much. My mother's not a thin woman, guys, she's tall which makes her look thinner. My mother's give or take six feet. She's about six feet tall. I don't know where she got this sweatpants. will make you (laughs) fat. Anyway, anyway, I just like her saying that to me was like, yeah, you see how this sounds? You see how this sounds like it, like, gibberish like it doesn't even make sense like you can't even compute what she's saying that's what you sound like the people (laughs) all the time anyway back to ramona um i don't think ramona actually means (laughs) that drita is schizophrenic or uh bipolar i think she just wants to say that drita is crazy and in the colloquial way and yeah and people sure um karen says that if it doesn't go well she's going to prison I'm like, how does that serve you, Karen? <laughs> Where's Karina gonna live then? Um, and also, I don't think it's true. I just don't think Karen's the fighter that she wants us to think she is. I, th- I don't think she's as tough as she wants us to think she is. I just don't think she is. Renee and AJ go go-karting. Renee wins, and then she tells him the house has negative energy. And she wants someone to come cleanse the, ho- cleanse the house of energy. did they say some racist thing about indigenous people? <laughs> like, I don't even want to repeat. I don't even want to go over it. <laughs> it was, I was just like, what? It was just some real stuff that I was like, uh. You know, a lot of times when I go back to these episodes, I'm looking at things that like, I talked about this a lot when I did. I think I did an episode of, um, Kendra on Top about how the way she's talking about trans people is like six months out from being acceptable, right? Like you can you can date content by whether or not people say the R word in it, whether or not people uh just like the way people talk, right? Because we evolve over time. I know there's a lot of people that's like, you know, we didn't have to say this when we were younger, we didn't have to do this, we didn't have to do that. And I'm like, okay, well, we evolve. We're moving forward. This you can do whatever you want to. You can't stop the world from going, from turning around every fucking day. It keeps moving, and we will move forward. Progress. It we it will happen, and so things will change. Not every the standard of life is not when you were a kid. So like move the fuck on. But um, you know I'm I'm doing niche reality rewind television. So I'm all I'm often seeing things that are maybe were fine for the time and wouldn't be fine in 2021 but when (laughs) renee and aj are talking about like indigenous people i'm like this isn't even funny i at the time i wouldn't have been like oh this is hilarious this isn't even funny this is just weird why are (laughs) y'all saying that (laughs) anyway so ramona's boyfriend is still awaiting trial. He does not have bail. So she says she's going to a psychic for some answers. The psychic says the boyfriend still cares about her and doesn't want her waiting. And Ramona says she sees him four times a month and that the psychic has just proven to her that he's not a selfish person. Ramona, if you see him four times a month, why do you need to hide, why do you need to, um... Speak to a psychic. Speak to him. What the fuck? Also, the psychic, when she works in, is like, you're having, there's a man in your life that you're having trouble with, that is distant. Anyone that deals with men would have responded to that. Anybody with a father? Anybody that sleeps with men? Anybody? Okay, fine. Um, But I don't understand, like, is this, like, filler? I don't understand why she's there. Um, Then she asks about her grandfather, if he's happy with everything that's going around her, and the psychic says that her grandfather's proud of her. Ramona says that her grandfather's happy that she's taking care of her kids and not turning her back on them like her father did. I found that to be hilarious. Um, And I don't know why. Like, it's not like, like, obviously I don't think it's funny that Ramona's kid, ex-husband, like, does not have contact with his children and all I find that to be like despicable. I just, I, I, you, I, you have to be in contact with your children or you have to be fighting to be in contact with your children. And this, it's all, those are the only acceptable things Then in, in my world. I just don't, I, and I'm sorry if that offends anybody listening to this. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not talking about you specifically. What I'm saying is that in my world, if you are purposely not contacting your children, like are you dead? Like that's the only reason I I, I find that to be fine. And so like I'm like, what do you mean Ramona What do you want a cookie? <laughs> I don't know. Like she said, like she he's proud of me for not abandoning my children. Yeah, man, like you're not supposed to. <laughs> He's proud of me for stopping at stop signs. Yeah, because you're supposed to stop at the stop sign. Like, you don't you don't get like props for that? I mean, obviously Ramona is taking care of four kids on her own. Um, not sure where she's fucking living. Her boyfriend, who I'm assuming was helping her with with uh, monetarily, is is locked up. Like, I I bet life's stressful for fucking Ramona. She's not close. She I get she she always says she doesn't speak to her father. She speaks to her mother. Are they still together? question but um uh, she she's estranged from her father like i it's hard it's definitely hard and i give her props for that but like if she were to be like yeah you know i'm just doing so good because i haven't abandoned my children i'm like okay well that's not a prop like, you, you have to do that <laughs> you have to do that um it's like it also tells her that her father who she has been estranged from for 14 years Wants to be closer to her and will make his way back to her. I don't know. I mean, she said she was in a family party. So that means, I'm. you know, what does family party mean? To me, that means that, like, a family member is having a party. It's just, it's like a Thanksgiving thing or a birthday party or 4th of July, whatever. But it's an excuse to have, like, extended family all over. And she and her kids walked in. Her father walked out. That seems, like, pretty clear. And, you know, grandkids soften people a lot, right? They, people will will give uh, will give grace to grandchildren that they wouldn't give to their own children. And mostly it's because you're older, right? And you know more about life and you realize that everything's black and white and not everything is like, you must do this to do this to get to here. A lot of, you really, by the time you're like, you know, you're late like 50, 60, 70, you realize like, uh, nothing is guaranteed and uh, there are a lot of ways to do a lot of different fucking things and the other thing is that like you are not their primary caretaker so it's so much easier to be softer than your grandkids because you you know you're not the one that they call at the school when your kid is doing something they are supposed to be doing or you're not the one that tries to put them to bed and they act all wild and shit you just see them all dressed up for the for the family party and stuff and you see how cute like that's grandparents it's easier to be softer on grand on grandkids. I mean we should all be trying to be softer on each other, period, but grand grandkids often soften up your parents. So the idea that his four grandchildren walked in there, who we probably didn't see very much of when they were like living overseas, walked in that party and he got up and walked out <sighs> Uh what the fuck? But I mean, I, my hope is that Ramona is going to find a way to reconcile with her family, or you don't have to reconcile. I was just talking about this on Celebrity Rehab, where Doctor uh, Drew was trying to kind of like push China Joni to have her sister come so they could reconcile, and Joni was like, "I don't want to reconcile." And Doctor Drew was like, "No, no, no. She can talk to me. and You guys can talk." And she's like, "No, no, no." <laughs> and and the thing is is I was like do you leave her alone you do not have to reconcile if you don't want to you don't have to do shit reconciliation isn't always the best thing sometimes the best thing is to like build a wall and move on and I know that I'm saying that from a place of someone who has fucking attachment issues I completely understand that you don't have to listen to me but closure does not always require you to be in contact with the other person Sometimes the best thing to do is to not, is to go no contact. And if Ramona's, fa- if I was Ramona, Ramona's father was very clear he didn't want shit to do with me. He wants shit to do with my kids. I would not push it on him because there's no fucking way I'm going to like, I'm going to like, you know, beg you to be in my kids' lives. Why? So I can take him over there you can treat him badly because you didn't want to be around him anyway? why so even if you want to be around them you i take them over there you talk shit about me in front of them now my kids have to hear you talking bad about their mother no no if you don't want if you don't want to be in my life you don't want to be in my kid's life so be it um but it seems like ramona does want a reconciliation and if that's what she wanted and that's what was best for her and her family then i hope she got it and if not i hope she found a way to like let the shit go Carla and Renee go out to eat. Carla talks more about Joe's young girlfriend. Renee's like, she's got to (laughs) go. But Carla says, she'll be gone in a few minutes. So what for? I started watching a little bit of season three of um, Mob Wives, just like I was doing laundry and stuff. It's when love comes on. And at the beginning of season three, Carla and Renee are really fucking mad at each other. And like Carla's waving a knife around when they're talking and shit. Renee's calling her a home wrecker because apparently she was dating a married guy. I'm like, I just don't see it. I, I, they're probably absolutely separated, but you know, Renee, I'm still married to me as mine. I don't know, but they're going at it. So seeing them talking to each other like this is like, mm. also that young girlfriend's still around, so maybe she doesn't leave so so quickly. Um, Renee doesn't believe Carla doesn't care. She says. If you, you mean, what do you mean you don't care? Because why do I care? Because Renee really cares about it. She tells us as long as Joe isn't wearing a wire, Carla should fight tooth and nail for him. Renee. Nobody take relationship advice from fucking Renee. Ever. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about, guys. Renee. Carla broke up with him. (laughs) Carla divorced him. I mean, I guess they're still technically legally married because in the beginning of season four, they're still, or season three, they're still technically legally married. But like Carla broke up with him, not the other way around. Do not fight to get back with somebody you broke up with. There's a reason for it. Before Drita meets with Karen, she wants to see her anger management doctor. I don't know if anger management doctor is a real term. Is she seeing a psychologist or a mental health counselor or a therapist. I mean, there's so many like titles in mental uh, health, uh, in the mental health world. So she's seeing someone that is one of these many titles, but is but focuses on anger management because I just don't think anger management doctor is a real thing, right? I don't think that's a thing. Like with... Like if I broke my finger, I wouldn't go see a finger doctor. I mean, I probably wouldn't see a doctor at all. I'd probably go to the ER and they tape it up and and we move on. And but, but I wouldn't go see a finger doctor. I would see a doctor that specializes in bones, right? If that's if that's the way it went, if I've like broke some bones or whatever, I wouldn't be like I'm going to see my index finger doctor. That's not a thing. <laughs> so so I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just I think he just specializes in it. So he puts it in some biofeedback instruments. And what are those? It's a lie detector. That's what a lie detector is. A lie detector just um, detects what your biofeedback is. Your heart rate, your, um, I think, well, your heart rate is your pulse, but I think it like uh, measures just like how you react to things. That's that's a lie detector. It even looked like a fucking lie detector, um, which are not, which are not admissible in court for a reason. So he wants to see whether her body's reacting or if she's stressed whatsoever. And he has Drita say what she's going to say to Renee and it immediately goes off. And she's like, but I'm not upset. I'm not upset. And he's like, you, it's probably because you don't believe what you're saying. And he says that if Drita doesn't care about Karen, why would she get out of line? Why would she get out of line when she's talking to her if you don't care about her you don't have emotional reactions or physical reaction to people and things you don't care about if she doesn't care don't give karen the power to make you so upset and drita wants to get off the machine because she feels like she's with the feds but you know he gives her that advice so then drita and karen go meet in the basement of a restaurant i it is they have to go downstairs it's absolutely a basement but i guess it's a private dining room of the place. So this is all production. This is reality TV show production stuff because if you need to talk to somebody that you're having a problem with, someone doesn't go, I found the perfect place for you. We rented out <laughs> a room at the sushi place and you go down there. No, Renee would have said, you guys come over to my house and they'll sit at her kitchen counter and she'll go in the other room and let them talk. That's That's what she would have said But fine, they want to be like a sit down. Um, So they sit down at either end of the table, the heads of the table, and Drita asks if Karen wants to go first. And Karen says she didn't want to come there because she feels like if she gets in another fight with her, it's going to go super far and there's no coming back from it. Um, Drita says she's upset at the fighting with someone she cared about. She doesn't want to talk about old shit. Karen says that Drita is right. They were friends. They did care about each other. And that when she's a friend, she's a friend for life. And that's why she thought she'd come back and rebuild a friendship with Drita. It wasn't about Lee. It was always about the two of them. Okay? I agree with Karen. It, it This is n- in no way about getting Lee back and you took Lee from me. Karen fully admits she and Lee broke up on their fucking own. She doesn't want Lee back. She... And it doesn't matter. Like I said, she doesn't want Lee back. She couldn't get Lee back. It doesn't, like Lee is not the problem here. Drita is upset because it seems like she and Karen were actively friends because the way Karen's telling the story to people about how, about Lee and everything, it's coming off like she and Karen were actively friends and Drita was lying and going to hang out with Lee and not telling Karen. She wants to be clear they were not hanging out that she and Karen were not hanging out and they weren't speaking when she started hanging out with Lee. And Karen says they had not spoken for a few months, but they had not had a fight. They had not had a falling out. They just hadn't talked on the phone for a few months. And and Karen was in Arizona. And she says, she understands that they that they have different words for that. That Druda considers that not being friends. Cause Drudas, like, my friends call me, my friends check on me. My friend, I talk to my friends. And Karen considers that still being friends, but just not having talked for a while. That's the crux of it. And I'm on Karen's side with this, okay? Um, I have lots of friends. Sometimes too many. But just because I haven't spoken with you in a few months doesn't mean we got beef. Doesn't mean we're not friends. Doesn't mean if we see each other we don't know that bitch. That's not how it works. Uh, especially because I've moved so much. I lived all over the world place, and um, I almost said world. That's not true. Um, all over the place, and. So there are people that I'm cool with. I just don't really talk to, especially in the age of social media. Especially when, like, um, you could just be off in somebody's life on Instagram or Facebook and never speak to them at all. So Drita and Karen never stopped being friends. Maybe they stopped being close friends, but they never had beef or anything. And the truth is that whether or not they were close or not at that time, Drita old. Karen, a phone call. That's it. She owed her a phone call. Hey, what's up, girl? Yeah, you know, I've been hanging out. I want to talk to you about this for somebody else. You hear from somebody else. I've been hanging out with Lee, you know, and we're probably going to get together. And do you want to talk about that? Like, if I wasn't going to, I'd be like, do you have any negative feelings about that? Because if you do, I mean, that's if I wasn't dead set on it. If you do, then I'll, you know, I'll just squash this right now. We don't have to deal with it because, I care more about maintaining our friendship than dating Lee. But if I was already dating and it's just a done deal. I'd be like, okay, so I want to make sure you hear this from me, not from somebody else. And do you want to go fight about it? We can fight about it if you need to. If you need to say anything about it, I'm here. What do you want to say? What do you want to say about it? And we can have that conversation and we can come to some sort of understanding. Fine. But Drita didn't do any of that. She just kind of like didn't give her a heads up. She pretended like Karen didn't exist anymore just because they hadn't spoken for like three months. And that's, I'm on Karen's side. So they talk about the book and how Dre and Lee decide they don't want to be in the book. And Drita admits that she didn't say something in the moment and that she felt away once she left. She was like, I didn't like that. And that and. And Karen was upset because Drita went to Carla about that instead of Karen. She never came back specifically to Karen and said, I'm upset because I hear that me and Dr- Lee are in the book. I'm on Karen's side again. There's no fucking way. After reading I hadn't read the book until I did a bonus episode a few episodes back. There's no fucking way Lee wasn't going to be in that book. Lee was a big part of Karen's life Uh, well not all of her life but a significant chunk of her life and Drita's gonna be in the book because she went on to marry Lee and at the end of the book they're talking about her getting on mob wives okay and how that came to be Drita's on mob wives she's gonna be in the fucking book okay she's gonna be in the book and like you are not in charge of whether somebody writes about you in their book you are not in charge of, of whether someone writes about you at all now there are like ethical things, just like Drita calling Drita calling Karen isn't the law, but it's the right thing to do. There are ethical concerns about writing about people you know, whether that's in a memoir or, or like in a fictionalized form. Um, there's no like laws, I mean, there are, you can't lie about them, but uh, it's hard, it's, you got to prove it, and and a lot of times it's not even worth it, but there are ethical rules that if you want to be a good person you should follow and um so but I don't think Karen broke any of those ethical rules and I I really don't believe Karen could write that book and skip the whole Lee part it's so intertwined with her father it's so intertwined with her becoming a drug dealer in New York. It's so intertwined with all this shit. There's no fucking way she could have written that book without talking about Lee. As far as I'm concerned, she could have talked a lot more about Lee and she didn't. Um, so then they get into they get into the fight on the rooftop and start arguing about who was where, whose foot was on Renee, who was pulling whose hair. Karen says that Drita was saying, I'll kill you, motherfucker, and had her foot pressed into Karen's ribs. Dre doesn't want to go through all this and says, this is how the balcony fight started. We was going back about how the rooftop fight started. I'm on Drita's side here. When we are fighting, we are fucking fighting. And the fact that I said, I'll kill you, motherfucker, we were in a physical fight. That's it. I can pull your hair if I want to. We're in a physical fucking fight. Oh, I called you a fat pig while while we were tussling on the floor. We're in a fight. I am saying mean things to you. (laughs) Now, obviously, if as soon as, as soon as things go left, you start yelling racist things at me. I knew you had that in the, I knew you had that in the chamber. I knew, I knew you were just waiting to pull the trigger on that one. So, <laughs> obviously, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know exactly how much I weigh. And you just, you got a lot of shit to say about it. I knew that you already thought that shit. Okay. But that said, I'm not going to apologize. We're in a physical fucking fight. They were on top of Renee. renee spanks are all up in the fucking air. <laughs> all kinds of shit are happening. And you want to be like, you had your foot in my ribs. Yeah, she did. Y'all were in a fucking fight. <laughs> so, I'm not I'm, Drea doesn't need to apologize for that. You were hitting her too. <laughs> um Carrie is getting upset because Drea doesn't want to talk about anything in detail. And she doesn't want to rehash old stuff. But here's the thing. That's why you came here. Karen's like, what the fuck did we come here for? if We're not going to talk about those things. You have to put the shit on the table. You can't say, I don't want to discuss that. Oh, you know, I don't uh, You know, okay, who cares? Like, you. that's that's why we came here. And so you need to say your thing and your piece. And if you don't want to say your piece, you need to listen to Karen say her piece. I'm on Karen's side on this. We're not, we didn't come here to like smooth over things. Because if we could have done that, we would have done that six months ago. Like that, the time to do that is right after it happened. Like you guys go back to being around this group of friends and people say, oh, you were, you were in Drita. Okay, you go, Ugh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, some shit happened, some shit didn't happen. We agreed to move on. That's when you gloss over things. But now when you in here trying to work it out. We need to communicate. I, I need to tell you why I'm upset. And if you didn't want to listen, you shouldn't have come here, Okay. So Karen says that multiple people came to Karen saying that Drita says she put her in the hospital. Drita says that's not true. That's, Drita says the fight wasn't anything to be excited about. I wouldn't have been excited about putting you in the hospital. I was hurt too. And that Karen that Karen going to the hospital came from a nurse that that works in the hospital that's also Carlos' friend. Drita doesn't even know her like that. Karen doesn't believe that because she says no nurse will go for that HIPAA violation. Just so you know, the people have been using HIPAA like wrong a lot lately when it comes to like COVID stuff. HIPAA prevents a medical professional from sharing privileged information about your health care, like your um, procedures you've gotten, your. Uh, your health, like like your your test results and stuff, they can only prov- they can only share it with people you agree that they can share it with. So I can't say whether you've been vaccinated for COVID. You can say it all you want to. Your mama can say it if she knows. That's not a HIPAA violation. That's just you know her telling your business. But if I, a nurse, that gives you the COVID vaccine, then sees you in the store and yell. Hey, girl, how's that co vaccine going? <laughs> that's not good, okay? And I, there are gray areas. Obviously, I'm not, like, speaking in great detail about it, but that's what HIPAA is. And so um, that's why sometimes when you are at a doctor's office, they'll have you sign paperwork saying that they can share information with a certain person. or It's also why, it depends on the state, I believe, but, like, if you take your child to the doctor, um and they're like an older teen i think some places it's 16 or 17 but definitely 18 and they don't want you to know about the results you they don't want the the doctor's not going to tell you because they absolutely have um they're they they actually are following hipaa instead of like just giving out random information to people um karen's saying the nurse wouldn't violate hipaa is not true <laughs> you know people that got fired when beyonce gave birth and they were taking oh and when britney spears went to when when um they did a 5150 on britney spears lots of people got fired for accessing her medical records that weren't supposed to and there was all these tips like people do this shit people do the shit that said <laughs> uh Karen is not Beyonce or Britney Spears, <laughs> and so I don't necessarily know that like, you know, uh, I it maybe maybe somebody did maybe somebody didn't I don't know I, it's it it's possible that is telling the fucking truth. Um, so then Karen pulls out two pieces of paper, and apparently it's from both the hospitals in Staten Island. That says she didn't have to go to the hospital. She hasn't been in the hospital uh, since 1996. And it was with an ear infection. And Drita says, Drita's like, she brought fucking paperwork. She's like, I don't care about this. And I'm on Drita's side. Who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? And I bet, like, just mm, using my sixth sense of a mess, (laughs) I, you know... Um, Haley Joel Osmond see dead people, I see mess. (laughs) So um, I bet that Karen didn't go to a hospital, but Karen went to an urgent care or something, you know what I'm saying? And she's splitting hairs about it. Either way, it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, so Karen says the hospital things was is what actually irritated her when she was coming to Renee's party. Um, Drita says she didn't say it. The nurse told Drita to her face, but Drita is not the one that was saying it. And Karen says she'll take that because if she doesn't take that, there's no way to move forward. Fine. Karen says that the argument escalated because of friendship. She says that Drita told her they weren't friends and then she put her hands on her. So that makes them enemies. And Drita says that she was not trying to say that they had never been friends and that they couldn't be friends at the time they were having the conversation. She was trying to emphasize that they were not friends when she got together with Lee. Drita is starting to get upset. She's calling Karen DJ Repeat in the confessional saying they keep going over the same things over and over again. Well, the whole fight is DJ Repeat because you guys are arguing about the same thing over and over and over. It's not just Karen doing it. It's you too. Drita apologizes for the fight. She says it bothers her that they that they got into it because they, they were friends at one point and they did care about each other and they were trying to, to get to like hang out and get into stuff and it bothers her that she came over her house and was like, you know, being big and bad and shit and she hates that they tried to hurt each other. And Karen admits that she then all the situations, she would have reacted similarly as Dorita. She's like, yeah, if you, if, if you would have gotten up, I would assume you were trying to fuck me up too. Like, yeah, like if we're arguing, do not get in my face. Do not run up on me. Do not stand up and lurch toward, because I'm going to assume that you're going to try to hurt me. And I'm never going to let you run up on me. I'm just not, I have to try. I have to try. Do I have to try to win the Hunger Games? Absolutely not. I just finished the first book. Um, I've, I've never read them. I feel like I should read two and three, but back to the conversation I had at the beginning of the podcast, number one bummed me out, dude. It bummed me out. I don't think I don't know if I should be reading it right now. Maybe I should pick it up in the spring. But, like, yeah, I'm not going to fight in the Hunger Games. I'm just going to lay down in the cornucopia and die. Like I, I have no intention. I would have never volunteered for my sister. We ain't that close. <laughs> I know Katniss is is close to her sister, but I would have been like, "Well, she's young. I didn't really know her that well." <laughs> there's no way I would have volunteered at all, and there's no way I um, uh, there's no way I would have fought when I got there. I just wouldn't have. I there's no, I have no intention. But that said, like. At a restaurant with a girl I used to hang out with, I'm not going to let her run up on me and just and just like have my hands down. But I'm not going to do that. I mean, we're going to have to tussle. That's, we're going to have to try. Um, I don't know if I talked about it here or on Twitter, but I have been voted most likely to die in a robbery more than once because I'm not going to comply. <laughs> like, And that comes from being poor, right? Poverty mindset, I know, I'm working on it. I don't want to, like, the thing about poverty mindset is I, I'm i fine to talk about it. I don't want to talk about with people who have never been in poverty. And I don't mean you're 21 at college and you're broke, you can't buy beer. I mean, people who have never not had anything to eat, never had not had a roof on it. I don't want to talk about that because they're, because, like, I absolutely agree money isn't real, right? But my money isn't real and your money isn't real aren't the same things because when my money isn't real, I still don't have it and I still don't have what I need your money isn't real is like don't be guilty about money and stuff and so like I completely understand that and like logically I can have that conversation but I'm just like privileged people should not be trying to help people who've been in poverty overcome poverty mindset it doesn't make any sense you haven't even been where I've been and so like obviously I know why like at the time, I the, the first time, well maybe the second time, third time, but I used to work at a mall, and I used to the mall had restaurants attached to it, and like every year at Christmas, um, a manager or sometimes two managers would have to t- would like separately take me aside and be like, listen, if somebody tries to rob you in the parking, lot, like, because that's around the time that people try those holidays when people people get desperate. Also, there's a lot of money flowing. Like, <laughs> it's one of the reasons I fucking hate Christmas, guys. It is, it is like the worst time of year if you don't have money because money is flowing every fucking where people are consume like consuming shit constantly and people pretend like the holidays about this no it's fucking not i've been pushed down in a mall by an old lady at christmas mm -mm. people aren't their worst at fucking christmas and i fucking hate it but like um they'd be like listen if somebody tries to like pulls a gun on you in the parking lot you give them your stuff and i always be like i cannot promise any fucking thing because if you get my 40 dollars in tips you might be making me homeless so we're gonna have to fucking fight it um insecure the reason i was talking about this because insecure is back kara has already agreed to do um a wrap-up of the season like we did last season and so i'm excited when we get to talk about it at the end of the season but um Uh, the first episode um um Issa gets robbed by a girl she went to college with and I'm certainly not gonna let somebody I know rob me the moment I'm like is that you Pookie no no you're not getting it you have to fucking shoot me because I'm not giving you my fucking money and like when you don't have much losing shit in that way is particularly like Violating like it's always violating to have someone take something from you either rob you or burglarize you it, it always it's always violating, but when you don't have it and someone takes it from you. It's It's tough and like I've just like if, if it's a robbery and I'm like the cashier at a grocery store like I used to be in the middle of the night Take this shit man <laughs> Take it all you want me to unlock the cigarettes take it Have it. here's a Kit Kat to go in your back I'm going to fuck <laughs> take it. But it was my personal stuff, like, it is very hard for me. I, like, I don't think I comply in a robbery. I just don't. Now, that was back then. I was a lot poorer back then and stuff. Now, I don't really carry cash, and I know that my bank will cancel my cards and put things back that aren't done through a PIN number transaction, a PIN transaction. And, um, I have a lot of kids, and, like, maybe I'd be more likely to comply, but I can't promise y'all anything. I'm just... <sighs> Like this, thirty dollars means the fucking world to me, man. Like you cannot have my thirty. You're gonna have. You might as well shoot me. You might as well. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I talking about that? How did I get here? How did I get here? (laughs) I don't fucking remember. I really. Oh, about like fighting and stuff. Like I understand that, like as a person. I'm not gonna let you run up on me. Like, if I'm in the Hunger Games, fine. I'll just let just. I don't know. I I'll probably jump off the little circle fast so they'll blow me up and I'll just be done with it. I don't feel. You know, I'm not doing that. But if like you run up on me, I have to do what I have to fucking do. And it <laughs> just is what it is. And even if you have a gun, if you want my last thirty dollars, you're gonna probably have to shoot. You're gonna have to kill me for it because. I need this $30. You ready to make this a murder? Let's do it because I need it. You don't understand. You don't understand how long I worked for this fucking $30. All these fucking tables doing whatever. It was a slow night or I had a morning shift or some bullshit. And this $30 is all I fucking have. It's all I got in this world. So, go and shoot me. (laughs) Um. Anyway, they tell each other, they decide, like, they both admit that had the other person, like, jumped up or done, they wouldn't react similarly. So, they really decide to move forward. They decide to bury the hatchet. We're going to start over from here. We can be in the same room. There's going to be a truce. And it's over for now. So, Renee lets in Mama Donna at her house, Urban Shaman. <laughs> That's what it says. Her chiron says, Mama Donna, Urban Shaman. And Renee shows her the countertop and says there's a face in the granite. She says it's eyes and they are empty and that Junior had empty eyes. And Renee never saw these eyes, like in the pattern of the granite. Yo, something wrong with Renee, guys. (laughs) Like, half of me is like, yeah, I understand. And the other half is like, girl... Why are you looking all hard in the fucking granite? It does kind of look like eyes, but I was like, it's... I'm just imagining Renee sitting at that countertop smoking cigarette after fucking cigarette after fucking cigarette after fucking cigarette, after fucking cigarette and then looking down and being like, eyes! <laughs> so, you know, Mama Donna uses a special bird feather and, like, um... It's like sage. She's burning something and letting the smoke go over everything, and and she's saying, you know, I think this is gonna help. I think this 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 is gonna this is gonna turn these eyes into a clown face. And Renee is really excited because she's like, mm, that's right, because he was a fucking clown and he had an evil clown tattoo on his yeah yeah. Like she's like the fact that Mama Donna said clown really helped Renee, I guess and. um Then AJ and his girlfriend show up and they're laughing because Mama Donna looks like a sketch on living color. Like, you know, the white lady that was on living color, sometimes they do a sketch where she was wearing like African cloth, kente cloth or whatever shit you got from the swap meet. Like, and like a hat and shit and like special necklaces. That's what Mama Donna fucking looks like. And, you know, AJ is laughing and shit and, like, choking on the smoke. And Renee's like, mmm. feels a laugh. Feels the energy change already. I'm like, Renee. <laughs> um, Drita and Big Ange We have to talk about the ceasefire with Karen. Drita feels free. She feels great. She's happy that it's over with. Big Ange says she knew it would happen, and now she can have a nice dinner party the next day. Everyone and their kids are going to go, including Ramona. First of all, a sit-down dinner party, and you telling me the day before, for I need at least a week to come up with a reason why I can't go. To come back and forth and be like, I can't go, I need to go. Claim one of my kids is sick, hurt myself, come up with a work obligation. Like, I, you can't be springing this shit up me a week before. And, like, Drina agrees to go. She's like, I can be in the room with Ramona. I mean, I, Lucifer is called Lucifer for a reason. She hates Ramona. But she can be in the room with Ramona. And so when they go, they go into the steakhouse, steakhouse called Delmonico. Uh, Delmonico's. And it looks like a fancy place. I don't know. It looks like a fancy place. And they're in the basement, in the in the, di- the private dining room or whatever. There's no way Big Ang did this three days prior. There's fucking no way. This You would need a head count so they could finalize. You're not just ordering off the fucking menu. Not with that many fucking people there's no fucking way so either i mean i know which one i choose obviously production set this up and uh everybody knew they had to go anyway <laughs> like Drita, you're gonna go because because uh, you're gonna go or if this wasn't on the reality tv show i would be really pissed if i was drew because i was like oh you weren't gonna invite me <laughs> you weren't gonna use just a last minute invitation get the who who uh canceled who canceled that had two kids Whatever. Um, so everyone comes and everyone brings the kids. Ramona and her four kids. Karen and Karina. Drita and her girls. Carla and the twins. Both AJs are there, which caused the rip in the space-time continuum. They have never been in a room together. Good AJ and bad AJ. I mean, they're probably both bad AJ, but whatever. Junior arrives last. That's probably what production told her to do. <laughs> you guys know how production is. And Ramona says if they're waiting to eat, it's ridiculous because Drita's literally. And Ramona says she knows Drita's kids and likes them. So make her feel bad that she wants to fuck their mom up. How the fuck did she know Drita's kids? She just got back into town and like, how did she know Drita? Did Did her kids go to school with Drita's kids? What the fuck? I still maintain that Drita probably lives in Jersey, but maybe she lives on Staten Island. Maybe I'm wrong. Renee asks, as soon as dinner starts, how the meeting went. And, you know, they basically give her a hard time. They're like, it didn't go well. Um, Drita's like nodding her head. She's like, we agreed to come here because this is what we said we were going to do. And Ramona says, yeah, they're going to rumble after this. And I was like, you should have known right there. (laughs) They're going to rumble? Like, this is fucking West Side Story. (laughs) They're not going to fucking rumble, okay? (sighs) Ugh. Uh, they all laugh at Renee when she realizes you're joking. It's funny. Anyway, it's all good. Karen tells a story about, like, like she really did hang out with Drea. They really were friends, okay? Um, they talk about how they took her to get a tattoo. And they're in Brooklyn. It's midnight. She's you know, the phone rings. And it's uh, Drea's mother. And Drea's like, answer, 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 Karen. And, and, and Karen answers it and says hello. And then she does the accent. Cause and um Drita's mother's like, Trita, your father had a nightmare and it was you and you had a tattoo on your back. And Karen throws down the phone like, hang up, hang up, hang up. I would have said the same fucking thing. I would be like Trita, your mama's a witch. Hang up to the fucking phone. She got powers. Hang up. Call Mama Donna. Ugh. <laughs> uh. So while they're having a good time, you know, Carla clocks that Ramona doesn't look happy and says that Ramona will try to ruin the peace. I agree. And the kids are all giving toast at one point. Giselle has her little, you know how they put the the water glasses in the big, um their wine glass, their like stems on their wine glass stems. Um, Giselle's holding hers up and going, cheers. I was like, fucking cute. Too fucking cute. Could have just showed me that. And we could have moved on. <laughs> um renee gives a speech saying she loves them all even when she doesn't like them and that even if they don't like her it's fine as long as they love her um it ends with everyone dancing including aj and his girlfriend little joey carla's joey is in a wife beater with a gold chain dancing. i loved it i loved it it's cute it's a good ending and it ends with talking heads from Ramona and Drita telling us they hate each other. And then we're going to see next season. <laughs> and that's the end of Mob Wives. And that is the end of season eight of Buy Pumpkin. Guys, thank you very much for joining me on this journey and and accepting, like, you know, like I said, for I've never had a season this long for Buy Pumpkin. And I just kind of realized I could just stop things. I could do bonus episodes in the middle and say, no, this week we're going to do this. And that really helped. And I had a good time. I hope you guys did too. Um, According to my podcast host, this is my 99th episode. (sighs) Next week will be my 100th episode. I have a special announcement. And we're going to do the reunion. It's going to be a bonus, but it's going to be the reunion with Joy Behar. And, um, you know. I think most reunions could be scrapped. No, that's not true. I think if you're going to have a reunion, it should be a one-parter or at least a two-parter. This four-part Beverly Hills bullshit, stop, stop. But I'm sure it's going to be funny, and I'll I'll watch that, and I'll let you guys know. I'll pull out the best parts and talk about it next week, and I'll have a special announcement. Until then...